a position group that is primed to make big strides over the next few weeks. A couple keys to victory for Saturday's game against the Rutgers Scarlet Knights and showing some love and appreciation for the mindset of Mr. Demario McCall. All that and more in this live episode of Locked on Buckeyes. You are Locked on Buckeyes, your daily podcast on the Ohio State Buckeyes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Buckeye fans? Welcome back to another episode of Locked On Buckeyes for the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jay Stevens, also the host of the Jay Stevens Podcast, and we are live on YouTube, almost said Facebook, always want to say Facebook, live on YouTube and Twitter, like we are every Thursday evening. As always, if you are not, you can follow me on Twitter at jstevens07. A lot going on with the Buckeye football team and basketball team as well. The basketball season will be here in just a few weeks, but before that, the football team takes the field Saturday against the Rutgers Scarlet Knights. I am still amazed and shocked at what is about to come out of my mouth that came out of my mouth in yesterday's episode as well. Ohio State and Rutgers have the same exact schedule going into Saturday's game, which is three and one. I am amazed. I'm still stunned. You can tell in the little hesitation in my voice. It's a little weird to say that Ohio State and Rutgers are both 3-1 and one going into Saturday's game. And as I was thinking about Saturday's game and the way that I think this game will transpire and how I have seen, how I view this Rutgers Scarlet Knights football team, I'm a believer, and it goes into this game as well, you win and lose games in the trenches. Offensive line, defensive line, on both sides. That battle right there, the O-line and D-line on both sides of the ball, that battle is where you win and lose games. Also, if you're trying to build a roster, build a team, start inside out, not outside in. You can have the skill positions all great in the bad old line and D-line. You're going to lose a lot of games because your quarterback will be running for his life. And with that in mind, I looked at and I started to go through some numbers for the Ohio State offense. They're eye-popping. They jump off the screen. This is only four games in and not everybody is healthy, so I'm kind of anxious and ready to see this team healthy and hitting on all cylinders. The offensive line is going to get a lot of attention over the next few weeks, over the next few games. Travion Henderson, the way that he is playing, my Williams, I expect him to get back into the swing of things with the with the offense to be more of a bigger part of this offense right now. Ohio State's only averaging, and this may be a number that doesn't really, that it's kind of surprises you, they're averaging 222 rushing yards per game on 33.3 carries. An average, 6.7 yards a pop. 6.68, rounding up to 6.7. That is third best yards per carry in the country. The other two schools, number one, Florida, 7.46 yards per carry. And then the Auburn, and then the uh, and then Auburn, 7.04 yards per carry. Florida has 13 rushing touchdowns. Ohio State and Auburn both have 10. Here is the big difference that I think speaks volumes about the offensive line at Ohio State. The other two teams, they have a lot more rushes, carries, and they also have a lot more rushing yards. 
They also have a lot more yards per game. Auburn average, no, Florida averages 322.5 yards per game. Auburn, 257.0 yards per game. While Ohio State's only averaging 222. And I started thinking about this team, started thinking about this offense, which if you want to look at the offensive numbers, they're also startling. Ohio State is averaging 8.6 yards per play, which is number one of the country. They're average. They're averaging 559 yards per game, the number two total team offense in the country. There's so much to like about this team. There's so much to like about how this offense is ran, and it all starts up front. From Thayer Mumford, who was hurt last, who was hurt a couple weeks ago, missed last, week, last week's game, to Harry Miller, who has not played one game yet, but has rejoined the team after having some health issues. Harris Johnson Jr. at right guard, Dewan Jones at right tackle, Luke Whippler in a backup role in, uh, in the center who has started every game this year. You have Matt Jones, left guard, and you also have Nicholas petit Frere at left tackle. Add in guys like Cade Stover, Jeremy Ruckard, Mitch Rossi. These are all individuals. The last three are tight ends. These are all individuals that are very, very big and vital to the offense of Ohio State. Yes, Ruckard and Rossi and Stover don't have the yards or the touchdowns or the yards per reception that you might like. However, their attention and their ability and their desire to do whatever's asked of them. If it's to run around and catch the ball, great. If it is to block, great. And I firmly believe in this game on Saturday, as Ohio State has Rutgers and then Maryland, then a bye week, and then Indiana and Penn State throughout the rest of this month, these next four games will not just speak volumes about the football team, but the offensive line as a whole. This could be an offensive line at the end of the season that wins a award for being the best offensive line in the country. Yes, I know it's early in the season. We're not going to start speculating or saying anything like that. There's a lot of football to be played. I wonder how much better the offensive line would be if Harry Miller and everybody on the O-line was healthy all of the time. That's to be – well, no, that's one thing we will never know because through the first four games, Ohio State has not been 100% healthy on the offensive line. But I'm amazed. We have seen a lot from Travion Henderson lately. 46 carries, 439 on the ground, 9.5 yards a carry. I believe he's averaging uh, 10.7 yards per um, yards per touch from yards, for, yards from scrimmage. He has six t- six rushing touchdowns. Mayan Williams, 32 carries, 249 on the ground, 7.8 yards a pop. And then Master Teague, who has showed a lot more flashes of good play, I think a lot more than what we thought, 28 carries, 162 on the ground, 5.8 yards a pop or yards per carry. This O-line is just hitting their groove. A lot of shuffling around the O-line. Rutgers, Maryland, Indiana, Penn State, you better watch out because this O-line is going to be hitting their groove hitting their stride, getting into a groove, more of a groove than they're already in. In the next few games, starting Saturday in a couple days, we could see this O-line start to stretch their start, – start to flex their muscle and show the country that Ohio State's O-line might be one of, if not the best off- offensive lines in the country. Did you know that Bill Bar has nine delicious flavors plus – the occasional limited time flavor as well. When you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their favorites. If you don't know the Built Bar flavors, you're definitely missing out. 
coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and even salted caramel. Not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, but they're healthy too. 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, only 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Go to Built.com and use that friendly promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and you will get 15% off your next order. Once again, go to Built.com and use that friendly promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off at Built.com. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. From the offensive line and how the how it is very important for them to do their job to discussing how Ohio State wins this game on Saturday. Now you might say J.S. Rutgers. You might say Jay Rutgers is not very good. You might say this is the same old Rutgers Scarlet Knights that yesterday you described to Mr. Keith Sargent from NJ.com. Oh, by the way. Two things. One, I want to thank all of you that are listening to this, the audio version, or watching it on YouTube for making this podcast the first listen or the first watch of your day. It's greatly appreciated. Hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the bell as well so you're notified every time a new video goes live, as well as if you missed yesterday's episode with Key Sargent where him and I go through the offense and defense of Rutgers to get a great preview of Saturday's game, I highly, highly, highly suggest you do that. A couple days from now, a day from now, if you're getting the, the audio version, we're going to be watching and waiting to see what Ohio State does during this game. We know how Rutgers is, and I can look at Rutgers stats. They're okay. Pacheco, their running back, their main running back, 60, 65 carries, 259 on the ground, four yards a pop. Three touchdowns on, on the ground. Kyle Manungai, I think I got his name correct that time. 24 carries, 78 yards on the ground, 3.3 yards a pop, and three touchdowns. So you might be wondering, how in the world are they doing 60, uh, scoring 61 points against Temple, 45 against Delaware, holding off and winning a tough road game against Syracuse, and then almost beating the team up north last week? They're gritty. They're not going to stop. Noah Vedral, as Keith Sargent mentioned yesterday, he's a very, very seasoned quarterback that has seen a lot of offense, that has run a few offenses, and that has seen a few defenses as well. He has seen a lot, and I firmly believe this is one of those games where Ohio State might show some more wrinkles. Everyone talks about the single high safety look that Ohio State I mean, that has used. I think we'll see more two high safety with variations of that. We'll talk about that here in just one second. But when Ohio State has the ball, and I emphasize the offensive line to end this show, to open the show on purpose, because I mentioned yesterday Julius Turner, who is not your typical nose tackle, who is not your typical size for a nose tackle, but has the quickness that you want at the nose tackle position. When you have a slanted offensive line, if Harry Miller plays on Saturday, I don't know as of yet. I know he's back with the team after health issues. We'll see. It could be Luke Whippler. It could be Harry Miller, depending on the health of Harry Miller. 
if Harry Miller does play or if Luke Whitfield plays, doesn't matter who. If I'm Greg Schiano, I am dialing up numerous interior offensive line attacks from blitzes, from stunts, from DN, oh, loop around, oh, outside linebacker, outside the DN, oh, how about you come in through this A-gap from the outside of the, D, of the DN and try to maneuver and manipulate and to confuse the interior offensive line of Ohio State. Paris Johnson, right guard. Luke Whippler or whoever plays center at center. And then also left guard there, Mumford, assuming he's back. If not, Matt Jones. Yes, Jones, Whippler, and Junior. Those are all three individuals that are really, 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 really good at their game. But you're going to be getting a different look, a different front. I don't know another team in college football that consistently runs this slanted nose that we're going to see from Rutgers on Saturday. That is why I firmly believe you have to, have to, have to. Make sure the communication from right guard center to left guard is ideal and on point from the first play to the very last play they're on the field. Because if not, there could be a lot of problem with the interior offensive line. Rutgers could get pressure up the middle, mess up the passing view of C.J. Stroud or whoever starts at quarterback. I still think it's C.J. Stroud based on some things that I am hearing. Ultimately, his shoulder needs to be evaluated before he gets back on the field. Make sure that interior of the offensive line is key and they're talking and communicating and they're shuffling and they're not stuck in and turning shoulders and allowing somebody a free, easy lane to the quarterback. You shore down and hold down that interior of the offensive line. The average yards per carry for the offense will go up and that explosive offense that we talked about will be more explosive than it has been already this season. From the interior of the offensive line and how Rutgers can possibly wreak havoc right there to Noah Vedral, a seasoned quarterback, somebody that has been around for a while, played in a few systems, seen quite a few looks from opposing defenses, and coaches have been trying to murk things up or muddy, muddy things up so he does not know what is coming at him, what's going to be thrown at him next. One thing I do believe with a seasoned quarterback, and now Noah Vedral, some stats for him, 76 for 112, 76 76 completions for 112 passing yards, 762 passing, no, 76 completions, 112 attempts. I don't know what I just said. 762 passing yards, 67.9% completion percentage, five touchdowns, zero interceptions. I planned and purposefully asked, Mr. Keith Sargent yesterday, if he thinks Noah Vedral throws his first interception in Saturday's game. One thing I also have realized, ain't nobody throwing at Denzel Burke. Right now, he has six pass breakups on the season, leads the team in that. I also also believe that's one towards the top of the country as well. Uh, Cam Brown, hopefully, is going to be back to, uh, on Saturday. Seven Banks with the, the injuries that he has suffered in fall camp and, pre- and um, spring camp as well. Spring practice, look to get him back on the field a whole lot more. And then who's ever playing that safety position, there needs to be communication. There needs to be a lot of moving around. There needs to be a lot of, hey, I get it. Vedral's good. He's seen a lot. We got to confuse him just a little bit. I know the play calling for defense has been a team effort all season long. Ever since Ryan Day moved from Kerry Coombs calling the defensive plays to Matt Barnes, the DB coach calling the defensive plays. Kerry Coombs has gone up to the box. I think that w- that's a wise thing anyway. No matter if you're the D coordinator or not, if you're a coordinator or not, if you have, it's great to be up top in the booth and the, because you get to see 
so much on the field, so much more than you would if you're on the sidelines. Change things up. Don't provide a consistent look for Noah Vedral. Since he has been around a while, he's going to see and he may sense a few trends or he may expect certain things Ohio State will do. Don't allow him to get into a groove. I think this is an ideal week for one, Noah Vedral to throw his first interception because I wonder if he's going to test Denzel Burke. I wonder. Also, two, the change and seeing a lot more too high safety look. Ohio State can run a cover two, uh, cover two, cover two under. They can run a lot of things with that cover two over top with the safety splitting, having having half of the field and then man underneath. They could run a traditional cover two where everyone stays in the flats and stays under. Then your two safeties go over top. They can do a lot of those things. And you know what? This is the week that I think Noah Vedro throws his first interception of the season because I do believe with the aggressiveness that we saw from the defensive line of Ohio State last week, I do think this is the week that Ohio State's defensive line figures things out, gets more aggressive against a Big Ten opponent, and gets three, four, maybe five sacks in this game. And Noah Vedro has no idea what to do. It's that time of year again, and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half million dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL survivor contest. Open now at Bet Online. Dot A-G. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. Be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo. Make a bet on the Thursday, September 9th season opener between the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and using promo code NFL100. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, your online sports book experts. All right, college football fanatics, have you heard about Price Picks? Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. I love this and I know you will too. Price Picks offers every sport you can think of, like NFL, college football, NBA, college basketball, MLB, soccer, MMA, and more. Price Picks offers more college football props than anyone in the world and offers all the star players of the Power Five as well as mid major players as well. Price Picks offers any prop you can think of, from yardage to touchdowns. Even interceptions thrown. You pick two to five players and an over-under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. And it's just you versus the projected numbers. Use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Don't hesitate. Check out prizepicks.com or go to your App Store and download the app today. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. From the offensive line to a couple keys to victory last but not least there is a man that is he's been around for a while he has been around at ohio state for a very 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 long time 
And when I think about Demario McCall, the individual, the athlete that he was as a recruit, the man that could have played running back or played slot receiver or H-back in the Urban Meyer system that Urban, well, it was more, more going to be an H-back than a uh, running back in Urban Meyer system. Urban Meyer was the one that recruited him, brought him in, and honestly, Demario McCall was ideal for Urban Meyer's offense. It's unfortunate that things did not go the way that they planned and that he thought they would and Urban thought they would. But Demario McCall has been somebody that has just had the right attitude the entire time. Now, I, this thought came into my head not because of who we're playing this week, but based off some things that happened last week during the game, Kayvon Pope, the blow-up that he had, being disgruntled about playing time, I know I, I would – just, just going to be, be completely honest with you. I would not like getting waved off the field either. That's a natural reaction when I think I deserve and I should be on the field during this play. I don't think I would like being waved off the field either. I do not mind saying that. Those of you watching live, I appreciate that. Those of you catching this after the fact on YouTube or on the uh, via the audio version, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your fine podcast. Thank you for making this your first listen or first watch of every single day. We've all been there. I'm not sure people have really acknowledged the fact that if you get waved off the field when you think you're supposed to be on the field, Kayvon Pope, you're going to feel some type of way. It's a natural reaction. Nobody likes to be shunned or pushed away or saying, hey, man, you're not needed here right now. Nobody likes that. So I firmly think that, hey, if that was me in his shoes, and I had been through the grind, I had a new coach come in, saw some defensive changes, saw the new coaches come in, these new players come in that are really, really good. Hey, y'all, I'll be the first one to stand up here and tell you, I would be upset, very upset, if I was in that situation and it happened over and over and over again. However, the way he responded in a situation was not right, was not ideal, was not something I think anybody in a way should react in that time. And that's where this thought about Demario McCall came from because Demario McCall had every right one to transfer two to be disgruntled three to say hey I love Ohio State I like Ryan Day I like these young players I'm going to be in halfway in but I'm not going to be fully in fully committed we have seen what happens when there's leaders on a team that are not fully committed to the craft that are not fully committed to what's going on Things do not go the way that they think they should. Halfway in, halfway out, you could very well be a cancer inside the locker room and mess things up for a lot of people. But DeMario McCall's mindset and his approach to a lot of things that have gone on at Ohio State has been amazing. Look at look at some of his stats. You may say, Jay, how did he well, – what kind of – what was he as a player? Well, his best season statistically – was 2016 his very first year at Ohio State as a freshman. He played five games, had 49 carries, 270 on the ground, five and a half yards a pop, three touchdowns through the air, four receptions, 84 yards, 21 yards per reception, one touchdown. That was his best season. Things kind of changed and altered after that. Ohio State was very stacked at the running back slash wide receiver position. Those that played the running back or slot or H-back slot that he played and then in 2020, when Ryan Day comes in, 2019, Urban Meyer's last year coaching, all of a sudden, no, wait, 2018, 2019, Ryan Day comes in. DeBron McCall has an okay, pretty an okay year, not really full for his standards, better than it was the previous two years. But then last year, four games, one rush, one reception, 
zero touchdowns, 39 yards from, from scrimmage, 19 and a half yards per touch. That's not eye-popping. And then in the midst of all of that, DeMario McCall decides, hey, y'all, I think it's best for me to change positions. So I'm not going to play wide receiver or H-back or the slot now in this situation. I am going to go to the defense, be a defensive back. And I think at this time, it's better for me to go there than the side of the ball that I was previously. That's not easy to do. Now, granted, you could say, Jay, he know he can re- realize and figure out how to read the offense. He's a former offensive player, so he knows how to read them, yes. But it's different when you're running at somebody in your route instead of being instead of backpedaling and being reactive instead of being the one that's forcing the action. It's a whole lot different when you're backpedaling and you're not used to flipping your hips and turning your hips and backpedaling in that way and using those muscles in that way on the field consistently. It's a whole lot different. And I have not heard one bad thing said about DeMario McCall. I have not heard one bad thing it, in a way that may say DeMario McCall is a cancer. I've heard it, I haven't heard anything. And in the grand scheme of things, the way that things are right now, the way that things are in life, you may say, you may look at this situation and say, Jay, DeMario McCall has been at Ohio State longer, six years at Ohio State, been through a couple coaches, um, been through with a lot of talented guys on offense, a lot of talented guys on defense, Rose Bowl champion, been to the playoff a couple years, went to the Natty last year with Ohio State. I mean, he's seen a lot, a lot of success under Urban, a lot of success under Ryan Day. Why do you think he is like this? Well, one, he's been around. He knows a proper attitude. He knows a proper mindset. And he knows, hey, I want to be a team player. Whatever I got to do to fit in with this team, I'm going to do that. I'm not trying to be a cancer. I love Ohio State. I've been here for a long time. If I didn't love Ohio State, I would not have stayed at Ohio State right now. I would have gone somewhere else, transferred, so I could play right now. I think we all can learn things from DeMario McCall. And going into Saturday's game against Rutgers, one thing I think everybody can learn from and kind of use as motivation, not just the leadership of DeMario McCall, but that mindset. And when things get tough, because I venture there may be a series or two where things get a little tough and somebody might not be on the field as much as they think they should how about this you take it you take the of a call approach to everything back away say hey man this is what's best for the team right now i understand i may think i deserve to be you on the field but this is what's best for the team for us to be successful and the rest is history guys Thank you so much for listening to another episode or watching another episode of Locked on Buckeyes. I want to thank everybody who jumped in and enjoyed this live show here on Locked on Buckeyes. The post-game show will be the plan. is for the post-game show to be back this week. As soon as the game is over, hop on the YouTube Locked on Buckeyes. Just hit that bell. Subscribe and hit that bell so you're notified when the show goes live. Also on Twitter as well, my personal Twitter page. If you're watching on YouTube or even Twitter, you can see my Twitter handle right there at jstevens07. It will be live about 20, 25 minutes recapping Saturday's game against the Rutgers Scarlet Knights. If you want to email me, send your emails to jstevens317 at gmail.com. Also text or hit the podcast voicemail line 850-462-5442 as well to continue this conversation outside of the space of this here podcast one quick 
reminder before we're out of here, betting on the Ohio State Buckeyes doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your fine podcasts.